Involve. Solve. Evolve. Welcome to Cloud Crunch, the podcast for any large enterprise planning on moving to or is in the midst of moving to the cloud. Hosted by the cloud computing experts from Second Watch, Jeff Aiden, co-founder and executive vice president of marketing and business development, Ian Willoughby, chief architect cloud solutions, and Skip Berry, executive director of cloud enablement. And now, here are your hosts of Cloud Crunch. Well, hello, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining Cloud Crunch. Jeff Aiden, co-founder of Second Watch here, and I'm joined, as always, by co-hosts Ian Willoughby and Skip Berry. On today's episode, we're talking about business transformation. What does that mean? That means companies moving from traditional, old-school IT to be more competitive in today's marketplace, more digital, more reactive to customers, and more automated. So, Ian, let's start with you. What are some of the common factors that you hear from customers prior to getting into the delivery process um, for their reasons for transforming their business? Often we get uh, questions from people saying, you know, we really got to get to the cloud. We got to transform. And when you start digging in, you say, so what's causing that, that need? And often it's, it could be a board is putting pressure on them. And so there's kind of a frantic motion to try to, to get to the cloud. And one of the things that we really want to make sure with a lot of our clients is before they just start doing things, that they t- take a step back and really say, what is the outcome that we're trying to achieve? It's not going to be just telling the board that you've gotten to the cloud or you're transforming, but you know what are those end objectives? And I think when we spend time with our, our customers, and you know our friends out there in the industry and saying, hey, what are you trying to do? And often it's not really, you know, it's I don't want to run my instances in the cloud. That's not really the conversation that takes place. It's going to be more. We need to be more competitive. We need to save costs. We need to, you know, be more just modern overall. Well, no, that's a great great starting point, and I think you touched upon something. We'll just dive a little deeper. Oftentimes the customers that we work with may not understand the business needs or the business drivers, right? So companies may not be fit today to compete from a technology or digital standpoint, right? They may not be agile enough to meet the customer's demand. Sales might be shrinking in certain areas or new ways to interact with customers. And that's what the business and the board is driving towards. And down the line around central IT, their job is to be able to deliver services faster. And cloud is one of those solutions, right? Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, yep, yep, um, for sure. Yeah, and then experience on the delivery side, right? It always shows up the real challenge is organizational. How do they mold and adapt to the new way of dealing with the cloud, right? So we see that all the time. And uh, it's a constant reminder that, you know, keep your eye on delivering value back again uh, to what you're saying again, Jeff, being innovative. Uh, you know, quicker to market and what have you. The cloud will enable all that, but the organizational change has to come as well. So, right. And, you know, we can't ignore today's environment with COVID 19, right? And this has kind of put a spotlight on everything from, you know, remote working to DR in a new sense, um, you know, as well as when we think of transformation, especially within specific industries they are struggling to adapt where other industries, uh, technology, media, entertainment are able to adapt and actually 
do well during these times. So, you know, I think of banking as one, a very traditional type of business, very traditional type of technology. And they're so used to working with paper and they're not able to be in the offices. They're not able to push that paper around, um, whether it's notarizing, um, you know, many banks don't even offer electronic signature, right? So transformation is taken to a new level in these times. And, and interested what you're hearing from our customers today, Ian and Skip, on, on some of their challenges as COVID-19 really takes off. Yeah, I think some of the challenges that we're seeing is, I think there's really kind of two areas that, that we're seeing. There are some hold on some projects if there's not a lot of clarity on what the business value is, nice to haves. But then there's acceleration equally on the other side where it's there's a profit pressure that they need to, to accomplish. Uh, it's, it's an opportunity to use this time to, to really kind of clean house in some cases and making sure that the assets that they're running in their digital area are, are the right ones and uh, really kind of refactor those things as well. So, uh, you know, we're definitely seeing acceleration on certain projects uh, and then also kind of a contraction on some of the other. Definitely remote worker enablement is, is yeah. all the rage right now, but, you know, there are other things as well. Yeah, I would second that. It's the rapid enablement capability is really what's really the appeal at the moment. Um, you know, that seems to be the biggest drivers. Uh, to your point, Jeff, about the the legacy industries, if you will, uh, with all due respect, uh, where they weren't really predominantly enabled for uh, a remote workforce. Here, with uh, you know such things as uh, AWS workspaces, Windows Virtual Desktop on Azure, and what have you, that's what these kind of clients are looking for to enable now, to, so they can rapid deploy and be ready for whatever is next. Well, let's let's maybe uh, you know take a step back and, and say. Hey, as we start to engage with customers in transformation over the years, obviously we've seen some very successful ones and we've seen some unsuccessful ones. You know, at the beginning of the projects, what are some of the key things customers need to do early on to be prepared in this transformation? Because it's not overnight. It sometimes takes years. Mm. Um, you know, new roles are created. Um, so let's just kind of talk about the starting point in these transformations. So I think one of the biggest areas that we really like to help our clients with when they get started is first start with a business case, really, really start there and think that through. And it could be multiple elements to it. It could be competitiveness, speed to market, cost savings. Again, you know, that never goes away as well. But then once that business case is developed, there's a lot of opportunities there to really truly understand at least directionally what their total cost of ownership is going to be in the cloud. And uh, also analyzing those compelling events. Maybe there's a data center contract that's going to expire in six months. There's an opportunity to quickly move those assets out of there and get them to the cloud and save some money for long-term contracts. Secondly, I think it's really important to bring all the key stakeholders together uh, following the cloud adoption framework from Amazon. There's uh, six areas that you really want to bring together and have them have equal say in, in those areas. So those are going to be people from the business, you know, all the people in the central IT area where, you know, you're going to evaluate skills and lack of skills, governance from your uh, CISO to, you know, wh whatever other governance that you may have internally, the platform engineers, 
Definitely security. You got to get them in early on uh, because it's going to be a huge learning curve for them how to operate in the cloud. And then your operational team, that may be something you have internally or contracted out, but it's very important that all these people have a view and a say and concerns and how they're going to get there. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, that and that goes back to what I was mentioning earlier. You know, the real challenge is organizational more than anything. So it's really leadership is essential. Uh, it has to be bought in from top down, like everyone talks about, uh, you know, you've heard that, or it can't be understated. And then it also has to be very inclusive, right? Not an exclusive, you know, event here. Transformation includes everybody in a company that's ongoing, uh, all different parts of it, of course, but on an ongoing basis through, you know, through your uh, initial migration assessment, if you will, all the way out to, you know, finalizing and running in the cloud and the new norm. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say half the concerns that we run into are more people-oriented, and the other half is technology. Well, and that seems to be one of the biggest stumbling blocks at the beginning of transformation is not having that clear business case or the buy-in from different groups, right? There's a transformation underway, but the entire ship has not turned. Probably a, a really good example would be Capital One, where they had support from top to bottom and really drove towards transformational change and still are to this day. They're not done by any means, um, but it's a pretty good example. So, you know, let's look at six months into the project, okay? On a multi-year project, multi-year transformation, cloud being a piece of that transformation. Let's talk about some of the, the things six months in that companies need to start to look at, think about, and realize um, or areas where they've made some mistakes? I think from my perspective, you obviously been through a, a bunch of these from a delivery aspect of it, is keep listening, right? Listening to the workforce, listening to the users as things evolve. It's really about uh, updating and uh, having the um, fortitude to update the mental model, right, of every level that you work with. And having a good, solid CCO, CCOE really helps, right, drive from the leadership on down and then has, uh, you know, various stakeholders across the business. That really helps breed the environment of inclusiveness and, you know, getting through the whole transformation as things move on. It's also very important that you don't take the eye off the ball. Uh, six months in, you know, you're, you're getting some uh, stick time with cloud and you're starting to realize there's a lot of cloud native services out there. And maybe suddenly you're going to go, wow, there's this new graph database that I've always wanted to use. You know, got to be careful. You know, it continued to, to meet the business objectives. There's going to be lots of opportunities to modernize along the way and implement new services and mo monetize data that you may have in there. But, you know, you want to get through the first stage first and make sure everybody's getting pulled up in their skills and understanding truly that the IT organization is there to enable business and their customers are those business units out there. Yeah, and that's a great point. One that you know should not be overlooked as, as the knowledge of the cloud starts to increase within the organization, which is in that six month to the year timeframe. There's a lot of shiny objects, right? And you know, it's it's like handing somebody a Ferrari that's 15 and a half, 16 years old to drive. They're not quite sure how fast it can go and it can be dangerous at times. So that that innovation and when the eyes start to open up and see all the shiny toys and how fast they can go, um, they need to be disciplined, right? In order to not try to take on more than they originally did or understand where those 
cloud native solutions actually fit within their business. Absolutely. And, and that's a really good point because we want everybody to go fast and experiment. Uh, that's a very key to that transformation is creating that culture of experimentation, but it can be dangerous, of course, you know, get you off track. So going back to the governance piece, we really need to make sure that our clients and, and, and you know, they'll buy in on this, of course, to say, let's set up the proper guardrails so that you can go quick and not drive off the cliff. And you can allow your teams as they get their skill sets up to really kind of set them free and try new things that you probably never would have thought existed or could be done quickly. But again, putting those guardrails in place, integrating it into the larger platforms that you may have for ITSM and just set them free, you know, with the proper knowledge. And I think that you'll be in good shape. But again, guardrails, guardrails, guardrails. And that's everything from security to cost containment. Uh, you name it, there's a lot of things that you need to do in there. But once you put them in there, things really will start accelerating. Yeah, and Skip, you've probably seen this too. It, it, there's a point at which cloud sprawl happens, right? And, and companies that aren't tight around that governance can all of a sudden look month over month and say, wow, we're spending a lot more on cloud than we budgeted. And that can be caused by a project accelerating or it could be caused by cloud sprawl and they just need to understand those with governance. Yeah. Fortunately, you know, from a second watch perspective, we offer some great services around optimization, right? Uh, shameless plug there, but, um, but no, we'll, get it is a, we'll get to that in a minute. Hold yeah. On to that. yeah. But it is a real problem, you know, and it's not, um, you know, we haven't really traded uh, as much, as much as the on-prem, the cloud uh, has, has uh you know, uh, swapped out a lot of things that uh, once, you know, that are no longer on-prem. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that still resides in the cloud if you don't have that strong governance or that really good change control process to understand who's doing whatever. Now, shadow IT is minimized, of course, hopefully, but nevertheless, there's a lot of people that will put workloads out there, park workloads out there. They run, they run, they run. No one comes back and sees it, but it's a real thing. And, and as cloud evolves, of course, uh, that problem perpetuates a little bit Maybe people have been in there for five, seven, eight years, nine years now, or what have you. Uh, so we go back and even visit those customers that are really good at it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a good point too. I think one of the uh, what I've seen over and over again is some of the surprises. I would say, not positive surprise, an opportunity to exceed, is particularly on a, a big data uh, transformation going from on prem to the cloud. And suddenly they're looking at some of their storage bills and they're just about to fall over because they did, had no idea it was going to cost that much. And in a lot of cases, what it is, is that it, you've got to take that opportunity to really modernize the way you may be doing uh, Elastic Map Reduce and those types of things and those big data jobs. Because using cloud native technologies is extremely important. Uh, you look at Amazon, you can run things straight out of S3 these days. You couldn't do that before. And uh, so you don't have to spin up these very large disks with lots of uh, storage on them and then uh, and then back them up regularly. Those those costs will c continue to increase as you go on. So, and you know, and also just the whole elasticity and, and you know, you don't have to have things up that are a little more transient. So you don't have to have things up and running all day long, too. You can have these massive clusters processing data at night, getting your financial reports ready for the morning, turn it off. You know, there's a lot of steps and stages that you can go through and to really analyze those types of things. And, and it's amazing how much the costs can drop. And at the same time, the performance really goes through the roof. All right, guys, 
you know, they're three quarters almost through a transformation multi-year. Uh, what are we observing? What have we observed with our customers at that end state? And then obviously we'll talk about ongoing management and optimization in order to continue to get value from the cloud. But but let's talk about what that last phase kind of looks like in the transformation. Sure, I'll take that. I think what, what is happening is uh, it's really becoming less about uh, I want to be careful. It's not less less about the technology and the tools uh, per se, but it's about evolving now, right? Uh, even the really deep technical folks are learning to be more effective and efficient, uh, if you will. Uh, so that's what I see out there. Um, you know, smarter workforce, um, those that have been uh, playing in it and, uh, and practicing in it for a long time now, um, you know, they're evolving at a much uh, steeper and rapid rate, as well as the uh, legacy ones, uh, legacy folks that came over from traditional infrastructure, um, you know, as they get more to the tail end of their career, perhaps, or what have you, a lot of the uh, younger folks that are in the industry are cloud native. So it's just a natural thing for them. They have nothing to unlearn. So it's pretty interesting where we are right now in that state. Yeah, absolutely. It does transform careers along the way. We see incredible effect on people's careers and, and the trajectory that they may have been kind of stagnant for a while. But when they dig into this stuff, uh, I mean, it, the the opportunities come knocking at their door. Well, Ian, that's a good point. And that can work as a benefit to the customer that, that we're working with, or it can also be a detriment because a lot of those um, staffers, if you would, that have led the cloud charge over the last year, year and a half, two years, even into three years are being recruited away to help other companies do that. So they have some knowledge loss. And so it's really important going back to your governance piece, diving down a layer you know, the run books, the automation, having the documentation and understanding how those systems and processes work in the cloud is really important as you're training more people within the organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, I mean, it's very important that you document these processes as well. You know, it's, it's funny how you watch it shift from, uh, from on-prem at the beginning of a project where they say, yeah, we can get, uh, you know, VMs spun up in two or three days. You get to the point where you're doing it in hours and getting a fully configured platform. And then six months, nine months into this, they're complaining that two hours is just too long. And so you help them get that down to minutes. And boy, you talk about speed of business at that point. You know, you need a full stack of some type of application suite deployed. It's done in minutes when the time you submit that ticket to it's it's launched. That gives uh, a lot of businesses the opportunity to just really take this, you know, it become to take it for the granted how fast you can do things now and, uh, you know, experiment, throw things away, start over again. You're no longer finding rogue servers under people's desks. And, uh, I think the other exciting thing is too, and I get kind of excited about this too, is once you start uncovering all their data assets and you start bringing them together, there's just a lot of excitement where you can start monetizing that data for some of their customers. And it creates a new opportunity for a revenue stream. And we're seeing that more and more these days. And uh, you know, with the proliferation of uh, machine learning and, and other opportunities there and the analytics that you can do in the cloud, fantastic. A lot of, lot of experimentation and speed there. Well, and, and, you know, maybe we glossed over this or didn't really dive deep on it, but in order to do that, there's a large amount of automation throughout the transformation, right? Automation in the architecture, automation in the solutions, automation in the management to allow them to pivot and react quickly. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Automation is the key. It's the underpinning glue to getting all this moving quickly. Uh, Everything should be done through some form of automation if you can. Uh, You want to stay away from manual processes of uh, logging into portals and clicking on items to launch. You know, that's good for experimentation for proof of concept. But once you get into production and you're developing uh, dev test and production environments for the different business units, it should be done in a repeatable fashion utilizing you know it, there's a lot of solutions out there's not one that works for the best the, over the other it just really depends on the circumstances but do build those infrastructure pipelines and uh, it will ensure that you're going to deploy securely and it will be operationalized from the second that you launch it as well so that will drive those operational costs down as well yep. efficiency at scale really and then even from a security perspective uh, you know, you look at it, you, you mold that in, you're, you're, you're baking in built-in security principles that, um, you know, were afterthoughts or just always uh, some somewhat cumbersome, uh, you know, previous uh, generations. So whether it's early stage in the cloud or even on-prem, obviously. Well, let's talk about kind of post-transformation. I guess there's really never any final post-transformation from what we've worked with and learned, right? Um but it's outside of scope from that original transformation project. Um, what are some of the areas you know that customers have obviously asked us back to do additional work, continue to help them? One of those is optimization, um, obviously, to help optimize their environment on an ongoing basis. And the other is transformation of particular applications or workloads to continue to use um, cloud-native uh, tools and innovations. Let's talk briefly just kind of about that post um, initial transformation, if you would. Yeah, I think optimization is definitely where you need to start. And that's an ongoing process. It never really ends. Uh, it needs to be done on some type of regular cadence. There's always new instance types, new uh, payment models, and uh, just new technology that continues to come out with the, the cloud. So you look at it from Taking like maybe an instance type to a newer generation, that'll give you, you know, maybe 14% price performance increase. And so that's, that's a great way of doing it. And it's not just, you know, one vector, you know, we usually look at six to seven different kind of ways to, to optimize, but then, then your optimization continues to transform as well. You really start looking at how these applications are working and which ones are ripe to be refactored into a completely cloud native environment. And that that's moving towards containerization. It's moving towards serverless. And it, you know, it, it you can't do it to every application. A lot of them are commercial off the shelf uh, software packages. So you're going to leave those alone. But a lot of the assets that you have, like we have a lot of uh, large uh, retail customers where they're, they're doing ordering platforms, moving that into a serverless stateless model really gives a lot of speed to the development pipelines and uh, true DevOps behind that when you get there. Yeah, it's really the new speed of change, right? At the end of the day, pushing things uh, faster and making sure that uh, you're controlling your costs again, making sure that there's nothing out there that's abandoned, astray, if you will. But then at the end of the day, if optimization is the word of the very similar to uh, continuous improvement, right? Uh, Synonymous to that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a lot of those uh, old school manufacturing techniques have, have not gone away. They've just transformed themselves into the cloud as well. Right. So, you know, it's lean manufacturing to some degree. It's just in time and there's a lot of other aspects of it as well. Uh, you know, and then we don't want to just, you know, 
I, I don't want to leave the impression that you're going to jump out and start writing uh, serverless applications right after your transformation. There's a lot of other opportunities too. As the technology continues to change and the features continue to uh, enhance on a lot of these different platforms, we've had a lot of customers that have been very, you know, they have a, every database flavor known to man that they're running in their enterprise. And a lot of cases at the beginning of the transformation, it was unable to take that database and transform it to a PaaS solution. But a year and a half in, you start looking at that and then you start going back to all those applications and say, now these, there's some feature parity that you can use there and really transitioning the, the databases off of uh, a managed host onto a platform as a service, that continues to optimize the operational experience for the, the clients. And uh, it just really takes off, takes out a lot of the things that you had to do in the past, such as patching and you know, different types of backups and things along those lines. It just really drives that operational cost down. Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> that last point is is another area where we've seen transformation struggle, right? Is they're trying to do too much too soon with too many cloud services um, versus that progression to transformation, Ian, kind of that you talked about, right? And maybe they're trying to get their entire org to go to DevOps. They're trying to containerize everything. They're trying to use every microservice and cloud native and and it almost becomes overwhelming for them to transform that quickly. And so staying focused on where they're going is helpful, right? Absolutely, yeah. Keep Again, keep that eye on the ball. And uh, you, know, you get there through steps. You don't get there by trying to do everything at one time. And uh, working with people who have had that expertise and seen this before, is, I think is important, you know, whether it be your peers or outside consultants. But you know, and try to identify where you're going to get the biggest bang for the buck on those. You know, how are you going to provide the best services to your business units and speed them along? Don't try to do everything. And, you know, as the cloud, you know, that what is inevitable in the cloud has changed just like so much other aspects of business. So something that you may try to build right now, and if it's not necessarily the thing you should be focusing on, there's a chance that there's going to be a service in six months out that does exactly what you need. <laughs> so sometimes yeah. waiting might be the best approach in certain areas and always focus on what's driving the biggest value at this point. Fantastic guys. Before we wrap up, maybe, you know, one last thought around, you know, multi-cloud in a transformation and some of the, um, advice you'd give on that front. Cause obviously multi-cloud hybrid cloud, big, big, topic of conversation with customers today um in COVID 19 we're seeing the large csps coming through right uh coming through with capacity and scalability so that we all can continue working uh, but let's talk about that just before we wrap up i think uh, from my experience you know it has to be part of your business strategy uh, just like it you know again if you look at from a software perspective inside an enterprise uh, you know, you had multiple software vendors in there, multiple back office systems or what have you. Maybe they weren't you know, doing the same things, but now transpose that to the cloud today. Uh, look at the different uh, various cloud vendors that have uh, different offerings or perhaps they're stronger in some areas than others, as well as your staff. Perhaps they're more comfortable in certain areas uh, that one of those cloud service providers play out to as well. So, um, again, it just has to be part of the business strategy. Yeah, and there's certainly better uh platforms for certain industries as well so if you look at some of maybe the media and entertainment you may put some of the uh 
assets in one cloud and for your SAP workloads into another. And that's a good strategy. Typically what we do see though is uh, clients are going heavy on one cloud over the other two, but still using all three. And uh, that's a good strategy as well. Well, fantastic, guys. Uh, thanks, as always. Listeners, if you have any questions, obviously send those to cloudcrunch at psychowatch.com. We're happy to answer that. Appreciate the feedback. And thanks for listening. Great. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Ian. All right. Thanks, guys. Look forward to talking to you next time. You've been listening to Cloud Crunch with Jeff Aiden, Ian Willoughby, and Skip Berry. For more information, check out the blog, secondwatch.com slash company slash blog, or reach out to Second Watch on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>